Now you only need to look around to see that the number of electric vehicles on the roads is growing. But what are the factors driving this growth? Could there be bumps in the road ahead and which market segments could prove interesting for investors? Today, we're speaking with Julie Dixon, Investment Director for the Capital Group. Julie, good morning. Good morning. Now, Julie, let's start off. What is actually driving growth in this sector at the moment? Well, hello. It's it's always an interesting subject to talk about what is uh, driving electric vehicle growth. And really, there are two key areas that are driving growth. The first one is more that is going to push consumers into transitioning from traditional cars, electric vehicles. And the other one will be more to lure uh, consumers to buy electrical cars. So the first one has to do with emissions regulations. Uh, as uh, many countries try to commit to a certain carbon or net zero carbon goals over the next several years, uh, certainly one of the areas they're going to be looking at is reducing the emissions levels of cars uh, in cities or or even that manufacturers can sell uh, in their countries to meet those kinds of targets. So it's much more of a regulatory challenge there where certain cars will simply no longer be available and the only option will be electric cars uh, to meet those standards. The second one is more of a subsidy, a lure, uh, uh, an incentive, uh, a tax subsidy having to do with certain cars that produce a certain level or below of carbon emissions are likely to benefit from either a tax holiday or uh, a payment towards the purchase of those kinds of cars by those governments to enable and encourage the consumer to um, to buy those kinds of cars. The result has been quite good. I mean, in Europe, uh, the number of electric vehicles sold in the last two years has more than quadrupled. And in China, it's more than tripled. And the US remains a bit of a laggard. So we're still seeing quite a lot of growth as a result of these incentives. But what specific challenges lie ahead for the industry? Uh, I mean, is it absolutely guaranteed that we're moving in an electric vehicles direction for everybody? Uh, well, there certainly still remains challenges uh, for uh, for consumers. And that the first one is, of course, affordability. Uh, many of these cars that are currently in the market are relatively expensive. That is being driven in large part by the cost of the batteries that go into those cars. Uh, and certainly what we would expect is that over time, as the cost of batteries begins to go down, uh, the ability of, uh, of providers, of those auto manufacturers to, uh, to provide uh, more affordable cars uh, begins to improve. So we need an improvement in infrastructure. We need an improvement in cost inputs that go into those cars which allows those cars to become a bit cheaper, a bit more affordable, and therefore appeal to a broader market. Now, when you talk about infrastructure, you're talking about charging points, aren't you? Indeed. And that is one of probably the, one of the biggest bottlenecks when it comes to a bioelectric vehicle. I personally you know, have faced that myself. You know, I live in London and the ability to charge your car uh, at home overnight when all you have is street parking and not your own driveway with your own charging point becomes really challenging. So one of the key areas that governments as well as utilities will need to uh, address is the ability for the consumer to be able to charge their car in a convenient way, whether it's overnight uh, at home or during the day if they're at work or on the road uh, quickly if they're driving from uh, point to point. These are very, very significant challenges that we continue to face today. And indeed, in many cities around Europe and indeed even in Asia, uh, that remains one of the limiting factors.
And, and I also thought that we've got a global shortage of semiconductors. That can't be good for electric vehicles. Well, indeed, the semiconductor shortage is an area that uh, remains a, a challenge as well. So that's a global challenge. And as the world becomes ever more uh, digital and uh, uses ever more cloud computing and uh, analysis and software, the demand for chips in general is extremely high. And electric vehicles are also um, in that space. So certainly uh, the shortage means that the prices of these semiconductors have gone up and that also factors into the price of cars and there are certain bottlenecks. So certainly what is that's forcing manufacturers to do is become a bit more vertically integrated. Uh, you have Tesla that designs its own chips and you have other manufacturers that are, that are creating partnerships in order to respond uh, to that demand. So that supply chain management uh, when it comes to sourcing those chips for those cars will become crucial uh, for uh, the success of these manufacturers going forward. And also, what about the human factor? Um, for, for example, electric vehicles, uh, I can imagine these long queues of vehicles waiting to charge. Uh, are we going to have to change the way that humans think about charging? Absolutely. And that's one thing that involve, will involve much more of a cultural shift and an educational campaign to encourage uh, uh, consumers to charge their cars uh, at a time where there's off-peak demand. For electricity, and that will itself have a knock-on effect on electrical demand in general. Uh, in these days, where the where the consumer is tapping into electrical grid at a higher rate, uh, where they're going to want to do that during off-peak times to control the flow of electricity demand uh, in general, those are going to be really key challenges for both governments and utilities uh, to address. I mean, I had heard that in some countries, the electricity grid is full. It's at maximum. Uh, how are we going to generate enough electricity to power these cars? Well, again, that's a really great question. So, for example, uh, in some countries, uh, the, that, that's pushing many of them to really uh, to, to develop sources of renewable energy for electricity is one area. So if you can add more uh, renewable energy into the grid, that could help uh, meet demand, but certainly uh, there's going to need to be a great deal of investment uh, in electrical infrastructure, either into renewable energy or greater electrical power grids, or again, uh, uh, trying to uh, get consumers, again, incentivize consumers to use off-peak electricity uh, in order to allow these, these this power to uh, be supplied uh, to their consumers. Now, one of the very interesting questions on this topic, I believe, is uh, whether the final winners will be the legacy car manufacturers who adapt or ultimately the global technology companies who sort of become car companies. Where do you see the winners coming from? Well, that's a really great question. I think the general idea is that technology companies will not become auto manufacturers or are likely to partner with the big established auto manufacturers. But really, the standard has been set by Tesla, uh, and Tesla has a very unique business model uh, in the way that it entered this market. Bearing in mind, it only offers four models, two which are just a scaled-down version of two others uh, in what they offer. But Tesla is entirely vertically integrated from providing that new renewable energy to providing the energy supply to manufacturing its own batteries to designing its own chips, to developing its own software, which it integrates into its cars, making it absolutely centralized in terms of the information and entertainment it provides the consumer, 
to the battery management software, and then eventually to the autonomous driving aspects that it's continued to develop. So that has given Tesla a really leading edge over other manufacturers in its ability to provide all aspects of the chain when it comes to the provision and manufacturing of electric vehicles. And other uh, manufacturers are looking at this thinking, this is a business model they may eventually have to adapt by either partnering with the big tech giants to provide uh, the software and entertainment assets of the cars, whilst also leveraging their own well-established uh, manufacturing uh, processes and, 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 and factories uh, that they have already available. So certainly, uh, this will be an area of growth uh, for both established car manufacturers as they catch up uh, to this kind of business model and Tesla itself having uh, really the leading uh, software uh, in the world uh, for its cars. I mean, innovation costs money. Do you think Tesla is capitalized enough? Uh, Tesla is well over $900 billion in size, making it the largest car manufacturer in the world. And I think the sixth largest company in the world in general. So that's a huge amount of leverage uh, that it can uh, deploy uh, capital uh, leverage in terms of in investing in its growth and its success. So that is one area, certainly, that other manufacturers are going to have to catch up to. Now, just from a consumer perspective, what do you see that consumers really want from their vehicle? Well, one of the things that certainly uh, the consumers are looking for really two things. The first one is convenience, and that goes back to the charging aspect, goes back to the how many miles they can drive before they have to recharge their car uh, aspect uh, and the cost aspect. So that's the convenience part. The other part has to do with the overall experience. And the one thing that's really interesting about electric car sales is that it is very much about connectivity and the ability of the driver to connect, whether it's to, uh, entertainment, to get information for in terms of weather or satellite or nearby restaurants, uh, to, uh, to having a fully integrated diagnostics uh, that is real time in their car. And so the ability of manufacturers to provide both a really fuel as an electric fuel efficient car alongside a highly connected, uh, responsive uh, car with many options and choices is the challenge. And again, Tesla has been able to provide this from day one, which is why it has taken you know, a leading edge and it commands a premium as a result of that over other manufacturers. Now, we can't have this conversation without talking about sustainability. From your perspective, have electric vehicles perhaps solved one problem, but are creating others? Well, certainly you can't talk about the manufacturing of batteries without talking about the environmental impact it has to manufacture them. And there's two areas uh, in particular uh, that are uh, very significant for batteries. The first one is the energy intensity required to actually produce the batteries. And in particular, the amount of electricity itself required to produce these batteries. And a great example of this is in China. Now, China, uh, over 60% of the electricity used to produce batteries is supplied by coal-based uh, electrical power grids in China. So there is an environmental impact on that. Nevertheless, what's interesting about China is that China has sold 3 million electric vehicles uh, last year, which was half of total global sales. And 80% 
of those cars that were sold in China were made in China. So China is on a real uh, uh, drive to, again, it's part of its carbon emissions to reduce that by encouraging people to buy electric vehicles, but it needs to solve the electrical supply issue of how those batteries are actually being manufactured and the environmental impact it has there. The second part of the environmental impact is what goes into those batteries to begin with. So the mining of the metals such as lithium and cobalt and nickel uh, is does have an environmental impact, certainly, and our areas such as the environmental impact and as well as the labor intensity of mining uh, needs to be reviewed. And many manufacturers are looking at finding alternative sources of those materials um, or the way they get supplied as becoming a really significant part of their business model. So for example, some car manufacturers are trying to use recycled metals from old batteries into their new batteries to reduce the amount of actually mined materials uh, into their batteries. And they're also looking at changing the metal and chemical mix of what goes into the batteries, again, to reduce the environmental impact of what uh, of what materials go into those batteries. And so there's still a lot of innovation actually happening, both in terms of process and in terms of inputs into those batteries to make them uh, uh, less environmentally impactful in their uh, manufacturing. But what should investors actually look for when they're trying to decide which part of the value chain is ultimately going to be the most interesting? Well, that's a really great question. There are really two areas uh, that uh, I believe that that investors should be looking at in terms of where the innovation is taking place and where the demand is growing. The first one, without a doubt, is on the battery side of the equation. So battery producers, battery separators, uh, uh, those who are able to produce uh, those batteries in a more environmentally way, in a more cost-effective way, in a more efficient way, are certainly areas that are exciting. Uh, the other one has to do really with some some of the uh, has to do with the actual car manufacturer itself. So we've already talked about how Tesla is really the leader in this market, but there are new entrants coming in who are also offering uh, air, um, uh, who are responding to consumer preferences when it comes to the consumer choice, the demand, the kinds of models uh, they may want to buy, uh, more uh, cost-effective cars, especially the more compact cars, for example. And there are a number of new entrants, especially in China, that are able to achieve that now, who are able to afford, or to, excuse me, to sell cars that are affordable and priced at parity with traditional cars. So those who are able to respond to and offer uh, the sort of the consumer, the infor information and technologies and entertainment side of the, the connectivity, the experience that consumers look for are also going to be those car uh, manufacturers who are likely to succeed uh, in this environment. So batteries, China and choice seem to be standing out as three buzzwords. Indeed. Julie Dixon, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Tune in next month for a new episode of the podcast with the Capital Group, Investing for the Long Term. This communication is of a general nature and not intended to provide investment advice or to be a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Statements attributed to an individual represent the opinions of that individual and may not necessarily reflect the view of Capital Group or its affiliates.